On this Pete and Kimber podcast, we'll scratch up some of the best bits of the show. Scratch up your share of $9 million with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. This is the Pete and Kimber podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Let me take you uh, to the States with this woman who, this waitress, um, who the guy came in. He spent 32 bucks on food, right? She mm. gave him the $32 check and he gave her a $10,000 tip, $10,000, right? Now, basically what it, what, what it came down to. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was <laughs> What are you suggesting? Was, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm suggesting, I'm not suggesting he was after something. I'm suggesting he was walking in there going, I'm just going to blow 10 grand today. He knew exactly what he was doing. There's a bit of a story behind it, which will make you seem a little bit heartless, even though you didn't know any better. Mm. It turns out that um, his, this customer had been to his late friend's memorial service and he had chosen to leave a $10,000 tip to remember his friend. And what's that got to do with remembering his friend? Where's the, that's I don't the know piece if they I'm must missing. have. Maybe they frequented the place quite a bit. Uh, or he had just, you know, thought this is what he's going to do is something kind off the back of it. You know, it's like us in our coffin therapy. He just felt differently after he'd been to the funeral. He had a burger at the strippers, didn't he? That's what it was. It was a $32 burger and his best mate and him used to go to this strip joint all the time. And he thought to remember my friend, I'm going to go to the strip joint. I'm going to leave this chick 10 grand. It's called the Mason Jar Cafe. Wow, that's a really cool name for a strip joint. <laughs> um, anyway, so he said, look, here's the 10K. And he said, if you want, you can share it with the other staff. If you want. Ooh, oh, that's intriguing. What right? do you do? 10 grand. She's a good egg. She shared it. Okay. She shared $10,000 with the other staff. And the other staff said, look, we were super grateful. It was such a windfall for us. They said, I've never seen a $10,000 tip. It was super kind of him. And it was really great that our friends shared it. it. The money has helped us a lot. That happened on Friday. Hmm. Um, and then it turns out on Monday, the girl who gave the 10K to everyone was sacked from her job. <gasps> Why? So... The management have said they are adamant that her being sacked has nothing to do with anything around the tip. Oh, bullshit. They're saying it's got nothing to do with that. Uh, it's it's completely unrelated, um, but they needed to let her go. And so she gave up the $10,000 to all of her workmates and then she lost her job. Has she spoken since? No. No? They, well, they just sort of said that she drove but out of why? town to spend time with family and friends and that she's had a pretty rough week um, and so she's just taking some time away. Isn't that just... <laughs> I just want to know why. It's just not I fair. I want to know why. I want to know why she's she's been... Something's going on there. Something more she, has happened she there. She can't be that bad a waitress if the guy gave a 10K because even if... He was just feeling generous that day no. off the back of his friend's memorial. That's one of those bullshit TikTok things. You see it all the time. 
where guys like today I'm going to go into a cafe and I'm I'm going to buy a burger and I'm going to give the waitress ten grand. Yeah, and if it's the waitress tripped and spilt drinks down his lap and didn't bring the burger on time and it was war and it was cold and whatever, do you still think he would have given it the ten grand? Yes, because I reckon to go in there and give a waitress ten thousand dollars has to be really ridiculously premeditated. I reckon yeah. no matter what happens, you're going in to give ten grand. Oh. It's ten grand. I yeah, I need to know what's going on with her and what's happened with that workplace that she could spread it around and still get the sack. There's really more unfair. going on there. Anyway. On to better things. On to happier times. You're talking about our podcast. Before she got sacked. Yay or nay. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, um no, I'd good. love to give an idea of what's in yay or nay. It's but producer Rummy makes us laugh so much every time we play it mm. that I, I it just turns into a blur of hilarious stuff. It's just a we like to say to you, this is a reason to hang around. Just hang around. Like yeah, yay or nay is just a you gotta listen to it. Uh we spoke to lawyer Shane Hum and he tells us what you should do if you discover a secret camera in your Airbnb. Mm. Hum legal. Um deal breaker dating. Disco Frank. We got Disco Frank in. He said, I'm willing to put myself on the line and see if someone will date me. And the women of Perth came to town. Um, wait until you hear how we did it, though. All right, you'll get a complete understanding of what deal breaker dating is, and we think you'll love it. It's good fun. Um, kids and poo. Yeah, you reaffirmed my life choices on not having children. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many gross stories. Tasty. We didn't even get to all of them. Like, we, we got smashed. They are very them. funny, though, mainly because I didn't have to clean up any of them. Amy Shark joined us with just a random surprise invitation that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, we, and then we agreed. We were like, yeah, we'd love to come. That sounds awesome. We'll go to Sydney. And then we discovered that that's actually next week. I haven't spoken to Liz yet. Of course we haven't. We're like still, I said, we've yes. just done our show. Mm. And the producer rap, the best and worst of the show from this week as well. You'll hear that. There were so many things to choose from. Right. In both ways. Have a podcast. Laters. Bye. Pete and Kimber's Deal Breaker Dating. If you are a single lady looking for love, we want to hear from you this morning. We're about to meet Frank. Yeah, we're going to tell you how this works. Uh, We've got Frank here with us. Thanks for joining us, Frank. You're welcome. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of an idea who Frank is. And ladies, I want you to call up. And then what we're going to get Frank to do is reveal some of the things about himself that other people might consider deal breakers. Mm -hmm. So you get the opportunity to just kind of pull the pin if he suddenly mentions something you don't like. So, for example, he might say, hey, I'm a smoker. He hasn't said that. I'm just using an example. Mm. And if you go, I'm not into smoking, you just that's your deal breaker. You just get out. You just hang the phone up. Yep. That's it. All you have to do is hang up. But if you're interested, you stay on. Frank, are you ready to be met? Sure. Okay, Frank. <laughs> Frank's, Frank's a bit of fun. I like your yeah. shirt, Frank. Thank you. Are you happy with the music that we've chosen to represent you today, Frank? Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's nice and light and fun. Okay, Frank is 44. Frank is an air compressor technician. What is that, Frank? Uh, building service air compressors. Okay. Stuff that you, you know you pump tyres up with, workshops, air tools. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Frank has never been married and he has no kids. He is fresh meat, ladies. (laughs) No baggage. No baggage. You don't have to deal with an angry ex. You don't have to deal with any of that. It's fresh meat. He loves 80s and 90s music. He enjoys four wheel driving, camping, and exploring. Oh, Frank. Have you got a four wheel drive? Okay, good. Bit handy out in the camping world. A little bit, yeah. Will you set up the tent and do the work? Of course. 
I say nice. You got good hands, Frank? Yes. Show me your hands. He does have good hands. <laughs> oh, he's got workers' hands. They're hands that have done some work. Correct. He can That's help good. put up your patio. Yeah, we great. know what you want, really, ladies. Okay. Um, now, this is what Frank's family and friends have said about him. They said he's got good core values. He's an absolute gentleman. He opens doors and he treats women with respect and honesty. It's the only way to be. That's very nice. Frank, That's what we're looking for. Frank, are you okay? Frank, yeah, you seem, fine. You seem <laughs> nervous. I, a little I'm, bit. I'm just going to be complete. Just a little bit. You seem nervous. Just a little right? bit. What are you nervous about? Oh, the whole situation. And he's also put his hand up to be our first deal breaker dating yep. person. So, you know, he's got a bit of courage in him, which I like. Okay. So, over to you, Frank. What we're going to get you to do is, one by one, reveal some points about you that some of these women might consider deal breakers. And if they do think it's a deal breaker, they're just going to hang up the phone. So if they're fine with it, they'll go on. Okay? Yep. Tell us your first deal breaker. My deal breaker? Yeah. Well, what's what you've got? Well, first off, I've got a funny nickname called Disco Frank that goes back from 20-odd years ago. Your nickname is Disco Mm. Frank. Disco Frank! So far... Uh, how's it how's it looking, Pete? All the ladies don't mind. He's called Disco Frank. They're still on the line. No, everybody, and we're we're up to seven single ladies now that are holding on for Disco Frank. Not one of them has hung up. So so far, they like Disco Frank. Disco Frank, are you a, do you get about in disco pants or are you a big dancer? What's neither? It was used uh, came across from uh, Disco Stewie from The Simpsons. I had long curly hair when I was much younger. Ah, oh, okay. So I think Frank from. The... Oh, we lost one. So we've oh, lost well. one. We've lost one. A long time ago. We've lost one. Hey, I'm, I'm happy with the name Disco yeah. Frank. It sounds fun. All right, Lucy from Inaloo's gone. Okay. Oh, well. What's your second one there? What else second What one. else do they um, need to know about you? I've got three nephews, so I'm pretty good fun uncle. Um, sister loved it so much, she got me a T-shirt that says Funkle on it. Funkle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a, a T-shirt that says Funkle. <laughs> great. Okay, hang on. Give I mean, it a, just give it a sec. Let that sink in for the for the women that are hanging on. Okay, that's oh, good. I like it. Okay, <laughs> hang on. No, we've we've only lost another one. There's still five there. I like this. Okay, what else have you got there? Oh, this one's the horrible one. This is the one where I'm not. It's not my proudest moment in my life. Okay, I how far back are we going? Twenty three, over half a lifetime ago. Okay, so all right, so a long time ago. Years. Yeah. Yep. I've done the naughty and cheated on it in a relationship before. Oh, okay. That's a tough one. Now, now give me some circumstances. Was it over 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. Have you learned from it? Yes. And do you regret it? 100%. Okay. That's we good. lost Jacinta from Quinana. Yeah, but also some very reasonable women who realise, you know, sometimes you make mistakes when you're younger. You can yep. grow from them. Okay. So four left on the line. Okay. What's your next one? Uh, only longest relationship, about 18 months. Uh, roughly. Uh... Technically, he's probably 36 is two lots with the same girl. Okay. So went so, back to an ex and after about eight months, I think it was. And both times was about 18 months. Okay. So the longest relationship you've been in is 18 months-ish. Yeah, give or okay. take. Okay. That doesn't bother some people. That's okay. And you're a second chances kind of guy by the sounds of things. The four women are still holding on. Good. Okay. It hasn't knocked them off yet. We oh, got, the last I one think might. we've got one more deal breaker. You reckon the last one might? Okay, go on. So, unfortunately, life circumstances, I live in a very full house. A full house? Like like the cool sitcom? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Pretty much. Who's who's in the full house? (laughs) So, I've got myself, I've got my awesome sister, her partner, their 
my three nephews, who are fantastic, and I've got there with my dad as well. Wow, it's a full house. It's a very full house, so yeah. Oh, okay, someone doesn't want to deal with family. No, no one does. <laughs> hang, hang on a sec. Yeah, they're all gone. I told you. No, no, no hang oh, on, hang no. on. So we've lost Lisa in East Perth and Leanne in Clarkson have gone, but, oh, hang on. Told you Ronaldo and Meryl was gone, but hang on, we do have one left here. Lauren in Bankshire Grove. Good morning. You're still with us. Yes, I am. Lauren, so nothing, none of this. You're not worried about Disco Frank uh, having too many relatives in the house? No, I'm not. No. As long as they don't all want to come and stay at mine, that's all good. (laughs) Are you a family person, Lauren? I am. Just me and my son and my two cats. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, that's so. Lauren's still yeah. on the. Are you are you prepared to catch up with Lauren sure. Disco Frank? Sure. Why not? Yep. Okay. Right. Fantastic. That's it. That's all we do. What we're going to do is we'll give Lauren's your num- number to give Lauren your number, and we're going to get you in touch, and then off you go into the wild abyss. That wasn't so scary, was it? <laughs> no. It was a bit of fun. And it's the best be thing is, Lauren knows a lot about you already. And I know nothing <laughs> about her. Yeah, right. Well, this is the part where you get to find out. So off you go. Frank, thank you for coming in this no morning worries, and you. playing Deal Breaker Dating. That's how it works. There'll be more to come. Yesterday on the show, we took your calls about hidden cameras that you've come across. Uh, so I'm staying in an Airbnb with some girlfriends and we were sitting in one of the bedrooms just having a glass of wine and one of the girls saw a phone charger on the other side of the wall plugged in um, and so she went to grab it and plug it in nearby us and noticed in the back there was like a memory card um, slotted into the back of it and looking closer realised there was actually a camera in the front of the phone charger that had been on and recording us the entire time. Harrowing. Absolutely harrowing. Um, the reason why we were talking about this is I brought you that story yesterday about the Airbnb, another one, where uh, a guy had rented it out and refused to pay the bill. And so the person who owned the Airbnb sent his missus pictures of that guy bringing somebody else back to the Airbnb at three o'clock in the morning. Just took the photos that he didn't know he was being filmed. Mm-hmm. Now, we got talking about what are the legalities around this? Can you have cameras up around your Airbnb or just in general, what happens when you find the hidden cameras as well? Shane Hum from Hum Law joins us with more about this. Good morning to you, Shane. Good morning, guys. How are you going? We're good, Shane. We found some disturbing information. We were crying. We were trying to Google to find out whether or not you could put up cameras inside an Airbnb and whether it was legal. We started finding some confusing information that was sort of saying, oh, as long as it's in public spaces, not private spaces, so not bathrooms, bedrooms, but then maybe it would be okay to have it in the living room. Is that legit? Yeah, semi-legit. I mean, like, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Sorry, <but> semi-legit, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's very clear. <laughs> yeah, clear. Uh, that's, that's how we talk in uh, the real lawyer world. So, uh, <laughs> look, there's a, there's a small chance it's definitely illegal. You know, when it comes to your private spaces, right, it's like with anything to do with, you know, doing the deed, like sexual intercourse. Why I say about that is that's what they're, you know, you're largely trying to protect. Um, it's all about consent. If you... Uh, notify and have informed consent of your public places, so to speak, within a Airbnb, then you, you you can record, you know, for safety cameras, you know, your, your cameras outside in the garage and things like that. Private spaces, though, are always protected. It's against federal laws. It's probably uh, different laws apply state by state. It'd be you'd be getting a call from the police if you're recording in a pub in a private zone 
like a, a toilet or a, a bedroom, of course. Well, Shane, then would, like, if this was to go to court, then would the argument be what is a private space? Or is there actually things in law that specifically lay out that a private space in an Airbnb is a bedroom, it is a toilet, it is a bathroom? Like, are, are those things listed or would you have to fight it in court? I think that those, um, you know, in terms of the case law, would be very well supported to say that those, there are clear areas that are absolutely private. I think now when you're talking about the lounge and, say, the kitchen within a place, um, look, I think it's probably open for interpretation. I'm not exactly sure how, the, you know, the criminal sphere goes. But I think, again, the key is consent. Without consent, without informed knowledge that you're recording inside, I think it's going to cross that line to being a private space. So we'll consider everything private unless you say, hey, we've got a camera set up in the lounge just in case. Are you guys all good with it? If you didn't get that, it would be a also a breach of Airbnb's conditions, by the way, and also, I think, you know, criminal federal and state laws. Um, mm. If you are the person who finds the camera, is your first port of call to go to the police? Is, is that the first step? Yeah, yeah, uh, bikies, police, <laughs> take your pick. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> revenge, you know, I think, uh, no, not, not official legal advice, by the way. Um, yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Definitely the police, if uh, if you find it. I think you've got to take it up with Airbnb, uh, get a refund at the minimum, but I'd be be, be pretty cross. And is there, and like, is the is a refund of the minimum the only recourse you have, or is there? Can you go after them for more? Yeah, I think you should be giving someone somebody a call, uh, a good lawyer a call. <laughs> if, Do you know uh, a good happens. lawyer, Shane? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you've heard me today. I think I'm off the list on that one. But, um... <laughs> You're still our preferred lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Well, I charge by the second on the radio. So... Right, okay, cool. Shane, um, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Appreciate uh, a little bit of info off the back of this stuff. No worries. If you do, if, you, if that really does happen, then, you know, you should be uh, taking some action for sure. But, um, yeah, uh, play easy out there. Hopefully you're not sponsored by Airbnb. Stay at hotels. <laughs> Pete and Kimbers, yay or nay? Harame. Happy Friday. Jeez, you went early. What? Or are you just happy about it? I love it. I just love it. And I love having Rami in here. My Should face has that effect. Yay and nay. Three topics, three <laughs> seconds to make up your mind. Are we ready? Yeah. Android phones can't compete with Apple phones. Three, two, one. Yay. Yay, but I but I hate that I think that. I tried to go to an Android phone. I had it for about two years and I realised I couldn't send any of you guys anything. Yeah, you came to your senses. Couldn't send you audio, couldn't send photos, couldn't send videos. I, I had to just give up. This might be controversial. I find Android phone users a bit... <laughs> a bit what, Rami? If you're an Android phone user and you think you're a bit, send us me. a message. I've, I've changed. I'm hey, on Apple now. Apparently, you know when you uh, drop your phone in water, you're meant to put your phone in a bag of rice yeah. to dry it up. Well, Apple have come out this morning saying, don't do that. I don't know why now, though. Apparently, it's bad for your phone because little rice particles will get in and screw up your phone. You're meant what's, to. What's let their it suggestion? To air- just return it and buy a new one? Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a wonderful marketing model. Thanks for your help, Apple. Next one. Washing your feet in the bathroom sink is okay. Three, two, one. Yay. <laughs> Nay. Why? What's wrong I, with that? I, I mean, it's the bathroom. You can. I just don't know if I like doing it. Is it gross? 
It's a little bit gross. I suppose not. I suppose you're spitting your filth into it anyway, Mate. aren't you? Some, like, you, well, you pee in the sink. You just Wait, you're... what? Nobody's <laughs> peeing in the sink. <laughs> okay. You're not peeing in the sink. I could see your family doing that if you were like someone else is in the bathroom and there's no other option. I wanted to go to Pete's house for a housewarming, but not anymore. Do you really? Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Next one. <laughs> Move on quick. <laughs> Seinfeld is overrated and people just, just stop talking about it. Three, two, one. Yay. Yay, Yay Kimba. Yay. Yay. Nay. It's had its time in the summer. Yeah. Nay. Move on. Nay, nay, Honestly, nay. Jerry's coming to town. It I'm was like, great while it was on, I'm sure. I'm not into yeah. that kind of thing. I'm not the biggest fan of Jerry's stand-up. Right, but careful because you know what our producers will do. They'll be like, "Oh, he's coming to town. He's coming in, and they're going to grab." Carrot, let's audio, cut that piece of audio. And they're going to play it back. Please, no, hang on. A second. Let me give you something. Jerry Seinfeld stand up sucks. It's okay. terrible. Now, take that. Go and see if you can get him. I guarantee you, he's not coming on this show. He doesn't care. Are you just going to start slamming him more and more in the hope in the that it inspires our producers to get him? More than, more than happy. Well, Go I'm ahead you and right try. Now, he I'm doesn't not... care about us. The guy's got more money than God. He doesn't care about us. Don't you Seinfeld worry. is timeless. Don't you worry, Pete. He won't be coming in the studio because I can't stand Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Parents, let's knock Kimber's socks off this morning. <laughs> I want to hear your pooiest story about your child. <laughs> Just in general, yep. the pooiest story you have about your kid. Uh, I'll begin. Okay. So it was uh, last night and we were sitting around the dinner table. The kids had finished. They'd gone off to the games room. And uh, my wife and I were just hanging out. And out of the games room, after a little while, pops Izzy and she's got a terrible look on her face like she's seen a ghost. Yeah. And she says, oh, mum, dad. I was like, what's wrong, honey? Ollie's done a poo. I was like, okay. Right, he does poos all the time. He had his nappy on, everything. So like, that's all right, honey. We'll just change him. She's like, no. He took his nappy off. Oh, no. And he's he's done a poo on the floor in the games room. <laughs> Is it carpet? No. Lucky it's a court Ooh, floor, right? But good it gets, save. It, it gets better. Moments later, as she's describing this poo to us, which sounded like a giant log, by the way, out comes Ollie. Now, he's got the biggest smile on his face you've ever seen, right? <laughs> he's proud of his work. He's so proud of his work. It's like he re- redid the Mona Lisa. It's, it's no. incre- All right, now here's, here's the thing. On his left hand, he had a nice big chunk of that poo. <laughs> Gross. The poo was under his fingernails. <laughs> On his stomach, no. either side of his belly button, no. he had two smears of poo. Right, like he was like he was getting ready to camouflage himself and into the jungle. On his back, I don't know how he got <laughs> it on his back. He can't reach the places. If he's probably just that, rolled around in no, it. On his back, he's got poo. He's got half a log hanging out of his backside. Oh, stop! Right now, he's laughed. He's got. <laughs> And run off. Oh, he thinks it's hilarious. He's, he's having the time of his life. I've gotten up to chase him. And at that time, I've heard, uh, as I've chased him down the hallway, I've heard Liz go, oh, my God. Because she's walked into the games room to have a look at the mess. In the middle of the games room, like he's split the place in half, is a giant log. Nice, nice big, thick one. And then I think by the log's the, about the best you can hope for at this point. Well, by the girl's Barbie dream house, 
All right, this is a nice view for Barbie. <laughs> Barbie never <laughs> planned for this <laughs> when she built the place. It's just, just loose. What, what can I? How can no. I describe it? Like it's lost its structural integrity. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, and it's just, it's just a mess. Right, and I've had to carry him with his legs kicking and everything into the bath. I'm holding him three metres away from me. I've had to stretch me, me arms to get it. Liz is in there. She's clean. It was just a mess. Would, would you say so far that that is your kid's pooiest story? Absolutely. And look, we've had some belters over the years. Don't get me wrong. That is the pooiest I've ever seen. Them. My dad told me a story when I was a baby and I was sick and mum had to go to work and said, look, you're going to have to take her to the doctor. And dad was in the waiting room of the doctor's surgery waiting for the appointment. And I obviously had some sort of explosive situation <laughs> in my nappy and dad said it was running down your legs and he goes I just didn't know what to do and so he just flipped me upside down No, he was holding me upside down in the doctor's surgery you do what you can you do what you can look at this we got a full board this is going to be this is going to be fantastic Janelle in Canningvale tell us about the pooiest story about your son okay so six weeks old driving to Centrelink to register his forms you know that poo that has a squelchy sound to it? You know it's going to be a bad one that goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. We were cleaning him up in the car park and I lifted his bum to wipe it and he projectile shot poo all over my shirt. <laughs> and then my husband informed me that since we were there, we had to go in anyway. So I wiped all the poo off and sat in Centrelink covered in mustard poo. <laughs> Janelle, there's not a person listening, not a parent listening right now who hasn't had to walk into a place with poo stains on their shirt. Oh, no. I can tell you now. Um, Amanda in Ellenbrook, your daughter's pooiest story. Let's go. All right. Um, she's born on New Year's Eve, so we were at my mum's place. It was her birthday, obviously, and we'd gone to bed. Um, now, I woke up to her uh, nudging me and I could smell poo. My dog had got up on the bed and pooed on the bed, and my daughter had rolled through it. Now, you know, you know when you watch a horror movie and they open a door and there's just blood all over the wall? That's <laughs> <laughs> the same, but it was poo, and it was absolutely smeared all over the walls, everywhere. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm trying to change the sheets on the bed and wash them and give her a bath. It was just disgusting. Mate, that is just get the power hose and just turn it on everything in the room. Um, Here's a fresh one for you. Oh, great. Beck in Erskine, good morning. So this happened to you three days ago. Yeah. Go on. Um, So my two-year-old decided to take off his pull-up, went into his little sister's carpet room, took three big turds all the way across it, (laughs) As he ran out to our courtyard, he's exploded countless times out to it until he got to the outside and exploded it three more times in the courtyard. Great. Get the hose. Oh, God. I mean, you don't even know where to start. No, but that's actually a good, like, if you want an explosive one, it ha- happening outside is perfect because you just get the hose, you hose your concrete down and them at the same time. It's great. <laughs> Um, I still feel like you, you're not quite set on not these, having kids. I, these are horrific. I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> Ka- Catherine in Gosnells, give us another pooey story to help us get Kimber across the line. Oh, yeah. So um, so my husband is a member of parliament, and we went to parliament for lunch at dinner. Uh, we went to the dining room in parliament. And our daughter was only a year old. Oh. Sorry, can you hear me? Hey, no, because you've got the radio nah, one in the background. Too much going on Can't there. Jason in Secret Harbour, hit us with your final pooey story this morning. What is it? Uh, so when my daughter was a baby, my missus couldn't do poo. So I was always on poo duty. 
And as I lifted the legs on the change table, I wiped. She's missiled this straight <laughs> into my mouth. <laughs> but I was already committed on the table because if I left, she would have rolled off. So I had the worst gastro from that I've ever, ever had in my life. Oh. Chase it. What did it taste like? Don't. I, like, just... <laughs> <laughs> Always nice to have this person drop by. Everybody, everybody Lovely little surprise this morning. Amy Shark, good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, thanks for joining us. So good, Amy Shark. I must ask Amy. It's been so good seeing Australian Idol back on our TV screens. What was the process like to become a judge? I'm going to be really honest with you guys and I haven't said this to anyone, but like when my manager said they want you to do Idol, I like, I laughed and I said, obviously, probably not going to do it. And, and he was like, why wouldn't you? And I was like, actually, good call. Why wouldn't I? Like, and he totally <laughs> flipped it on me. And um, I just was so nervous and scared and never thought I would ever do um, television, really. So um, I'm so stoked I did it. And I think um, I think it's a really important show to have, especially with how much um, how much music is out there now. Anytime you can sort of stand in front of a, a television audience is a huge audience. Um, the auditions <laughs> would be interesting. Those live shows. Never been to a live show before. Yeah, that'd what? be good. Yeah, no. Are you serious? Well, it's hard, it's hard because we live over this side of the country, so it's hard just to hop no, a plane and it's. Get- Channel 7 have so much money. Just get them to pay for you guys to come over. Honestly, I'll see what I can do. But you guys need to come and check out the live. Uh, no, hang no, on. No. That you... helps if you say you want us there. Okay. No, I can sort this out. For sure. Really? They owe me so many No, hang on. Is this, so is this just one of those things where you're like, because you're on the radio right now, you're going to sort it out and then we never hear from you again? Or are I, you, I, I'm going to hold you to this. I'm sitting with about... I'm sitting here with like four Sony people and another three Channel Seven people. So I I've got you on speaker. Oh Everyone my god! Did I get hear. a record deal just then? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But I can get you to the lives for sure. Leave it with me. Oh, awesome! I promise. I we, promise. We would love to come. Yeah, everyone around here is nodding, so that looks promising. I was okay. joking. I don't really want to go. I'm. I'm... <laughs> it's a five-hour flight. Look, I've done it like seven times uh, in the past, like six months. So you guys can do it once. Okay. Yeah, I'm keen. All right. No, dead set. If you can yeah? make it happen, we'll come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can make this happen. I just am worried that you're going to backflip and not come. No, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'll be there. I'm if coming. I book you seats to sit behind me at a live and come to watch. Watch Amy at work. Yes. Bring your radio station to work day. I will sort out the flight. <laughs> Bring your radio station to work day. Yes, we will be there. All right, done. Lock it okay. in. We're there. Done. Okay, cool. All right. All Thanks, right. Amy. Amy right. Shark, thank you so much. We will see you in Sydney. You didn't expect that, did you? No. no neither <laughs> did you. Yeah. Quite of a surprise. Yeah. I'll see you guys really soon. Um... Australian Idol, it returns on 7 on Sunday night. The live sh- the live shows are next week. Doesn't that mean we've just agreed to going next week? I, I, I guess. I, I mean, I'm, still, I'm up for it. I'll still go. Rami, is this really a thing? I, I don't know what you guys are doing, but you just... <laughs> Can you work around the promises we just made with Amy Sharp? I guess I have to. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no, my friend's having her baby. Oh, isn't that isn't the due oh, date? Well, we're the, waiting. We're waiting any day. The we're one still, that you're the um, birthing she, partner yeah. for. She's asked me to be there when she has a baby, and we're just waiting 
She could go at any time. What happens if it's while I'm in Sydney? Can the baby sing? (laughs) (laughs) Now that it's Friday, before we go away, the producers are here for one final say to reflect on the week, the great and the crap. To bring you something they call the producer rat. Look, there was it was hard this week trying to pick the best and worst. There was just so many mm. great and worst moments. Can we um, just have? Can we just have a moment just on that with all the stuff that's happened this oh, morning. I'm about to list them. Oh, oh, okay, please, sorry. Honorable <laughs> mentions. Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> In your place, Pete. Thank you. <laughs> this is the producer rap, not the Pete rap. Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry. Honorable <laughs> Pete wouldn't know how to rap if he tried. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Mate. Okay. All right, buddy. Honourable <laughs> mentions go to NASA and Tracy from Married at First Sight, Ooh. who joined us on the show this week and had a massive blow up right in front of us. It was great. Uh, coffin therapy, where both of you jumped into a coffin and did some therapy so after that, that. That happened this week. That happened this week. Oh, my God. Um, I, th- I believe the Prime Minister yeah, also joined in. us yeah. this week. Gee, oh, it was yeah. a massive week, wasn't it? Oh, in this show alone today. We like. I'm going to be in Budgie Smugglers from um, from well, basically from when you wake up tomorrow yeah. on the way on the ferry to Rotnest for the South 32 Rotnest swim, and then you're going to be wearing Budgie Smugglers all day at the broadcast. And then we also got invited to Sydney for the live Australian Idol auditions by Amy Sharp. We'll like that, see that, about that. That one. happened. You don't think that's? You think she was just? No, mate. The amount of times celebrities jump on and promise things when does it actually come across? <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Well, they are all just some of the best moments of the week. However, they have not made my best moment of the week. My oh. favourite moment of the week comes from an interview that we had with Ben Cousins. Now, Ben went to the Taylor Swift concert in Melbourne last weekend, and we thought we'd play a bit of a game with him where he had to finish off the Taylor Swift lyrics. Now, see if you can pick up on Pen- on Ben's absolutely beautiful voice in this next clip. Okay, here we go. We are never, ever... Getting back together. Is it just again? (laughs) Beautiful voice of Ben. Like an angel. It's amazing. (laughs) Just accidentally answered the question without even knowing he was playing almost. Does it just go again? (laughs) Um, Worst moment this week. Um, We asked the question, have you been struck by lightning this week also? A lot's been happening. And we had a call from someone. Oh, no. And... It has to be, hands down, one of the most unhinged calls we've ever received. I've got a cousin from Italy. Um, I, didn't, I didn't meet him, but my mum and dad told me. And Strightling came, and he went behind the tree, and he got... <gasps> Wait a minute. I'm sorry. You just very casually delivered that information. He got struck by lightning, and he yes. got... Yes. Oh, my... I mean, I don't think you can survive that. God, Marissa. Yeah, shout out to Marissa. If you want to hear what we had to bleep, listener podcast now. There was a there was a long conversation about whether or not we could air what she said. Yeah, like I did very... not want it to go to air, and I, and I really wanted it to go to air. <laughs> so we compromise on a bleep. If you want to if you want to check it out, as long as uh, as well as all of the other content that we've had on the show this week, Pete and Kimber podcast on the listener yeah. app. It's been yes. a big week. Yeah, all big right. Week. Thanks, guys. Scratch up your share of nine million dollars with Monopoly Scratch and Win. It's back at your nearest Lottery West retailer. Play responsibly. One eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight.